Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's listen to the final play call. What should have been an offensive pass interference call on Kyle Rudolph. Let's listen to the final call on WWL. Deuce McAllister, Zach Streif. Third and goal. Ball on the four-yard line. Cousins in the gun. Three by one to his right. Saints showing pressure. They bring pressure. Lob it to the back of the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Kyle Rudolph. One-on-one in the back corner of the end zone, Kyle Rudolph and P.J. Williams. That was it. That was it. WWL, you probably expected a little more anger and frustration. That probably boiled over in the minutes ahead as they saw the replay. Let's talk about it. With the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, former Saints quarterback, host of the pregame and the postgame on WWL. Bobby, thanks so much for joining us. It's Dave Briggs, former offensive lineman Ross Tucker. How are you doing this morning, and how angry are Saints fans? Well, uh, I'm angry, shocked, because uh, I think, I don't know, if the Saints had played the Vikings in a series, I think you'd beat them in a series. But it's, that's why we love the NFL. It's one game. You win or you go home. And I, I think majority of fans even – take the approach because it wasn't egregious that uh, let's say you flip the script and that was Michael Thomas or Saints receiver doing the same thing on, on the opposite end. Uh, and uh, the official doesn't call a push off or offensive pass interference on the field. I, I think you live with it. I think the Saints are so aggressive offensively at times uh, that that's the approach on take uh, Peyton takes. And, and, and I think now, some fans will say, how can you miss that call? It wasn't like last year, the nine call to go to the Super Bowl. But I, I'm almost going that route, um, that I wouldn't expect them to call that uh, against the Saints. So it, it's not it's not nowhere near uh, like last year. It is shocking that you look the last three seasons. Uh, it's basically a, a walk-off. I mean, it's, so, it's such a numb feeling. I mean, look at the Minneapolis miracle. How in the hell we lost that game? And then you look, how can you miss that call to go to the Super Bowl? It's not a regular game. And this to move on in the playoffs. Uh, the Saints didn't play to their ability. Come on, the Saints are a touchdown better, I'd say. Seven, eight points better than the Vikings. And the one thing um, they did and they couldn't afford to do was um, be minus one. You know, the Saints set an NFL record, the least amount of giveaways uh, with only eight. And they had two yesterday. And then there being uh, minus one in the turnover uh, uh, margin. They got whooped in the trenches, um, and I didn't think that would ever happen. We got, if not the best, in the conversation, duo tackles and Ryan Ramchek and Teron Armstead. Well, Daniel Hunter and Everson Griffin, uh, they whooped them. They whooped them, and they got after uh, Drew Brees. And I never thought I would say this, but Kirk Cousins outplayed uh Drew Brees. So there's a lot of things that happen to just blame that on the Saints not winning and uh, being in overtime. I mean, it was somewhat shocking. It could have been 13-13 at half when Lux missed the field goal, but it's 13-10. 
and he's been very accurate. But the Saints could have been losing by 10 points at half. Now, they didn't make adjustments. Uh, when you think about and um, looking at the Vikings running game, they were getting gashed in that uh, in that first half. And then they shut him down the second half. So it was kind of a weird game where he never were comfortable with the Saints, even though playing in the Superdome, that it didn't seem like that they were the home team. Bobby, uh, I love everything that you just said and happy to hear you describe it that way because that's what jumped out to me. They probably should have called P.I. on Kyle Rudolph. But if you're right? the Saints, Bobby – you can't let the Vikings come into the Superdome and kick your ass up front on both sides of the ball. I mean, they got their asses kicked, and frankly, if it weren't for Taysom Hill and some of his heroics, the game might not have even been close. I thought that they deserved to lose, and that's a lot bigger deal and more surprising to me than any one play. They deserved to lose. I mean, the Vikings were the better team. They were the better team, and always, you know, as a fan, you tend uh, to watch the football. Uh, you look at the skilled players, and you don't really break down who's winning and losing in the trenches. No, and I, I'm telling you that that was embarrassing because the Saints won a roll at the last month of the season. You look at that shootout with the 49ers. Their offense uh, was rolling. You scored 46 points. They lost that game, 48-46. That's ridiculous. But they were winning in the trenches. They were winning in all phases. The other MVP is Deontay Harris, uh, the all-pro returner out of Assumption College. I mean, that's unbelievable. And and, and the hidden yardage, you know, uh, Sean Payton always looks at that. Uh, we, we dominate the Vikings in that area, and so you should be able to win when you, those, when you have those hidden yardage uh, with Deontay Harris, what he did as a kick and a punt returner. And, um, no, you can't sugarcoat it. They got whooped up front. Uh, there's nobody that won their, their battles on the line of scrimmage. And um, the Vikings in the trenches. I mean, I, I give them all the credit in the world. And after watching them on that, uh, what I think it was primetime game against the Packers, the offensive line uh, was terrible uh, for the Vikings trying to block that Packers uh, pass rush. But uh, Dalvin Cook didn't play that game. Dalvin Cook was a beast in that first half. And they ended up getting 130 some yards rush. And they had like 100 basically at, at halftime. And then when I looked what we did the second half, but another great player, all-pro player who didn't show up. I mean, I think we called his name maybe once, Cam Jordan, uh, affecting uh, Kirk Cousins. I got to give Kirk Cousins a lot of credit because he's taking a lot of heat. And he stood in there and made a couple of throws as, as good as it gets and was clutch to them without a doubt. Talking to Bobby Bear, former Saints quarterback, host of WWL Radio in New Orleans. Bobby, they got outplayed the Saints did. Did did the head coach, Sean Payton, get outcoached? And if that tandem ends up with one Super Bowl, how will they be remembered? Overrated or not? I'm not overrated, underachievers. Uh, I mean, come on. That, that, that is ridiculous to only have one Super Bowl. Actually, in 2011, um, I looked back, you know, we were better than we won the Super Bowl after the 2009 season, and we lost at San Fran. To show you how good we were that year, that's when we became the new greatest show in turf. We're setting all kind of uh, records. We had five turnovers that game, and we're down by 17 points. You take the lead twice on the five minutes in the fourth quarter, and you don't win. That's right. Drew, Drew Brees hit Jimmy Graham, and then Darren Sproles took one to the house about 45, 50 yards on an angle route. 
and uh, Greg Williams. I mean, it was third and 18. One time Malcolm Jenkins got beat uh, by Vernon Davis. And that's one reason why I think they didn't want to pay Malcolm Jenkins uh, big-time money long-term was, was off of that game. And I go, how can you take the lead twice? And they made, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the quarterback now, it was with the Redskins, that was with the Chiefs. Uh, they made him look like a, I don't know, all pro, like a Hall of Fame, Alex Smith. They made Alex Smith look like a Hall of Famer. So that was the year. Then the Minneapolis Miracle, not so much. And then last year, uh, I guarantee you that the Saints would have scored more than three points against the Patriots, 13-3 to three, uh, with the Rams. And But um, I don't know. They just had those slip-ups, and, and the woulda, coulda, shoulda. But uh, that's a shame that the Saints don't have for sure two Super Bowls, and Drew Brees and Sean Payne have it on the resume, if not three. And it's not far-fetched uh, that they can have, at, at the best-case scenario, I would say over this 14-year run since 2006, have four uh, Super Bowl appearances, but I'd say uh, definitely two, and that's not unrealistic three. You know, Bobby, most of the time when the Saints have put Taysom Hill in the game over the last couple of years, I thought it was pretty stupid other than if it was like short yardage and they wanted to run it. I mean, you got Drew Brees and you're putting Taysom Hill in, and I felt like most of the time it didn't seem like it actually worked. He kind of made me look dumb yesterday with how well he played. Uh, what are your thoughts on the amount of snaps they give him, and what what can he be for this team next year? Well, he's, you know, it's a copycat league. Whenever you have success with a particular player, uh, I think he'll be he'll never be a pure quarterback. I don't think he's accurate enough as a passer, but he is truly the poster child. They have shirts around here. Uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, two things: uh, Swiss Army knife. Uh, that's and they have t-shirts, you know, bootleg t-shirts with Taysom Hill or Jack of all trades. No, it's amazing. He'll knock the crap out of. He'll go down and kick off and punt coverage, make the tackle, and then you get the ball on his hands. He can run you over, he can run pass routes, and be amongst your top five uh, receivers. And you know how valuable uh, those active game day active roster spots are, or limited uh, rosters. He could do it all. And then you saw you see him throw a, a long bomb uh, to Deontay Harris, uh, the punt returner, which if you look at that place, he gets it out there, it's a touchdown, but he still is able uh, to complete it. He can just do it all. He's just the definition on Taysom Hill's tombstone would be a football player. He is a football player, old school, where I really think you could put him in the box as one of those hybrid safeties, and it would be unbelievable. I mean, he he could do it all, and and he proved that yesterday. And and given the team a spark, uh, that the fans were looking for that, and he was definitely the MVP. But we've we've witnessed him do that in different phases, not in all phases and times and games, but Nothing yeah. he does surprises me. Talking to former Pro Bowl quarterback Bobby A. Bear, I think he's got to start. I think one thing we used to say about Lamar Jackson is he's not accurate enough as a passer with the right creative offensive coordinator. I think he could be a starting quarterback in this league. But what's interesting is he, Drew Brees, and Teddy Bridgewater are all free agents right now. Who is in a Saints uniform of the three of them next season? Well, I, I, I still think... Uh... Listen, Drew Brees, I think, has this kind of stroking power around here. If he still wants to play, um, they're going to go in that direction. I think Teddy Bridgewater earned himself an opportunity, if not with the Saints, 
um, to definitely double his salary. Off the top of my head, I think he turned down like $11 million with the Dolphins to be a starter to go back to his hometown. But uh, the Dolphins didn't have the supporting cast. I think that's what he was viewing. And he comes to the Saints for $7 million. Well, now he's a 15 to $20 million type quarterback. There's not enough starters or, or quarterbacks to go around. So I don't know uh, exactly what's going to happen. Uh, I think it's still going to be uh, all affected, uh, the chain reaction with Drew Brees. Now, as far as Taysom Hill, the reason why I bring up Taysom Hill as a pure quarterback, and I'm going by Steve Young, his fellow BYU, uh, the whole uh, Mormon connection and best buddies. And Steve Young, we've had him on a couple of times. You know, Steve Young and I go way back to the USFL. And he said, the thing is, you cannot, like, coach accuracy. You might think you could coach it. Now, you could call certain plays. And either really accurate or, or not accurate. Like if you're an average passer, if you're like C, you're not going to be uh, A plus. Now you could go into C plus or B minus and be slightly above average. And I witnessed that in practice. Like for instance, are you C? Uh, you know, when you go into training camp, OTAs, even a preseason game, and and you'll see a pass and you go like, whoa, that's as good a pass as Tom Brady or anyone in the NFL. And you see it one time, but then you have to do that five or six times a game. And uh, I don't know, there's been too many times where he'll throw it high or he'll throw it in the ground. And he he has the ability to make the throws. You just don't see that consistent, uh, you know, the accuracy uh, standpoint. But, uh, listen, we never heard of him in college at BYU because, uh, I mean, you heard him if you follow football, but he was always hurt. And he's been fortunate. Man, oh, he's kamikaze out there, and he is – and he stayed healthy. Bobby, uh, as a former quarterback, I got to get your thoughts on the clowny hit on Carson Wentz. I know you're doing the post-game show down there for the Radio.com affiliate WWL, but I'm sure you've seen the hit by now. Did you think it was a dirty hit or a cheap shot by Clowney? Uh, I know you played kind of in a different era where you probably right. you probably got shots like that all the time. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, that that was just a football tackle. I mean, I don't know. You know, so I don't know the speed of the game at, at times, uh, unless it's out in the open. Um, uh, that, to me, is difficult to call a time with officials, especially if it's all closer together and, and when you slow it down or you duck in your head and helmet to helmet, are you truly launching yourself? So to me, that that that's a difficult call. I don't think that um, Clowney is trying to um, knock out Wentz. I think he's trying to hit him, but I don't think he's trying to, um, you know, hurt him and, and and take him out of the game. I think that just uh, happened. But I, I don't know. I'm I'm old school football. T- football to me, that's not dirty. But I I don't know. This day and age, you know, we got to protect the players uh, going forward. So uh, I guess that's how I would break that down. I uh, the 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 hit you'll probably because we all watch football. Now, to me, what's ridiculous is uh, what happened Oklahoma and LSU and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is coming across the middle, and uh, and the Oklahoma linebacker launches himself, <laughs> speared him in the helmet. Now, now that's dirty. Now, now that, to me, is a dirty hit. But a lot of these helmet-to-helmet, uh, when people say it's dirty, I think it's just the speed of the game, and uh, I don't think that's in, in, in tip. Agreed there. Bobby Hebert, former Saints quarterback, host of WWL Radio in New Orleans. Much appreciate the time, sir. 
Best of luck. We'll talk to you later in the off season. Yeah, uh, we're, we're all numb right now, shocked because uh, Saints fans felt for sure we were going to Green Bay. And uh, to be totally honest, how the fans uh, think around here to Who That Nation, they thought, and being objective, that the only team that can hang with the Saints in the NFC was the 49ers. And, you know, we don't play a series like Major League Baseball, the NBA, that if we would play the 49ers, we could win four, they'd win three, or vice versa. And then on the AFC, I said, well, you know, we could end up going to the Super Bowl in Miami and then lose to a team like the Baltimore Ravens. So that's a shame because I really think out of the 32 teams, the Saints are in the top three, and, and now they're going home. And, hey, the Vikings did it the, the one time when it counted, and then that's that's the way it is. You, you got to win. You got to take advantage of the opportunity, and the Saints did. That's the beauty of the game. Both Ross Tucker and I took them as our best wild card team and the team that had a chance to make the Super Bowl. Appreciate the time, Bobby. Thanks a lot. Hey, everybody, it's Ross Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 